Hello, and welcome to the Entertaining Abstracts podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and I've got this one final episode for the year to share with you guys. Without further ado, I'm just going to jump right into the first of the articles. This one is Comet Leonard Lights Up the Night Sky This Christmas, and this article is by Thomas Hornberger, and it came out this week. 80,000 years ago, Comet Leonard zoomed past Earth for the first time. Now, it's lighting up the skies once again. Leonard is the most anticipated and dazzling comet of the year. It was first discovered by Gregory Leonard, a senior research specialist at the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory earlier this year. The comet came within 20 million miles of Earth, the closest it will get on December 12th, and is now heading out towards the sun. It's traveling at a speed of 158,084 miles per hour relative to Earth, according to the astronomy site Earth Sky. This is the last time we're going to see the comet, Leonard said in an interview posted by the University of Arizona. It's speeding along at escape velocity 44 miles per second. After its slingshot around the sun, it will be ejected from our solar system and it may stumble into another star system millions of years from now. The comet can be seen at night about an hour after sunset above the southwestern horizon. Experts are saying that you can use Venus as a guide to help you find the comet. NASA says you may need binoculars to spot it, but this will be the last chance stargazers have for viewing before the comet travels deep into space if it doesn't break up first. The comet, which is mostly made up of space dust, rock, and ice, could disintegrate at any time. The NASA and ESA Solar Orbiter Helospheric Imager caught several images of the comet passing Earth last week. They used the images to create a video, and you can see those online. I will put the link of this article into the show notes. Next article. Could Oreo cookies solve New York's rat problem? This article came out in the New York Times originally, and it's by Jane Margolis. Casa La Femme, an upscale Egyptian restaurant in the West Village, has an elaborate outdoor dining shed with a trellised canopy, embroidered gold curtains, seats with fringe pillows, and now nearby, a high-tech rat trap. Anastasios Paraditis, one of Casa's owners, has learned about the contraption, a mod-looking device about two feet tall housed in a plain green metal box from his business partner. He then watched a video on a website of the company that leases them. It's called Rat Trap Distribution and ordered one immediately, installing it last week. We usually procrastinate, he said, but considering the increase in rodent sightings around the city, he said, and the chatter about dining sheds being the matter worse, he decided to act fast. It's really for the community, said the restaurant owner, who is also a landlord nearby. The Italian-made battery-operated device, which wouldn't look out of place in the MoMA design store, is a new development in controlling New York's four-legged foes. They've also caught the attention of mayor-elect Eric Adams. In a radio interview this fall, he called the traps amazing and vowed to explore deploying them across the five boroughs once he's officially leading City Hall. Besides its innovative design and noxious chemicals, the rat trap also has a secret weapon, Oreo cookies. That's right, folks, Oreo cookies. Peanut butter Oreos are the best, said Jim Webster, Rat Trap Distribution's Director of Operations, while installing the contraption outside of Casa La Femme. The scent of the cookies, crumbled and placed in the top compartment of the two-part trap, along with sunflower seeds, acts as a lure. For a week or so, rodents will be free to crawl through the device's holes and snack as much as they want. Once the rats become regulars and get comfortable, Webster said, the device will be turned on and the platform will drop them into the lower part of the contraption, which serves as a catch basin, not unlike a dunking tank at a carnival booth. 
Webster emptied four jugs of a mysterious blue proprietary formula into the bottom part of the machine. He said the formula is mostly alcohol and had vapors that knocked the rat unconscious. He topped the solution off with sunflower oil to eliminate odor for decomposition. Not everyone is a fan of these methods, though. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, or PETA, prefers rodent control that focuses on garbage cleanup and sealing entry points, not finding new ways to torment and kill small animals who are simply trying to live their lives, just like any other New Yorker, the organization said in a statement. Rat Trap Distribution was founded in 2019 by Pat Marino, a resident of Yonkers in Westchester County. He had no background in pest management, but he had heard about the Italian product and saw a business opportunity. He became the sole U.S. distributor for the manufacturer, boned up on rats. Two of them can produce 15,000 descendants in a year, according to National Geographic. And this man opened an office in Mispeth, Queens. I became a ratologist, he said. Yonkers now has a contract with Marino's company, which leases the devices for about $250 a month. Inquiries in New York, mostly from real estate management companies, picked up this fall, he said. So far, 150 to 175 of his traps have been installed in the city from Williamsburg to West Harlem. Servicing the traps covered in the rental costs includes double wrapping and disposal of the carcasses. For new clients, the hardest part is the waiting period before the device gets turned on, Marino said. They want to see instant results. Uptown, at a development on West 90th Street, several traps were installed in August and hundreds of rats have been captured since then, the property manager said. However, she could not say that she had noticed a difference in the rat population around the complex because she's still seeing the creatures everywhere. Eesh. Very interesting indeed. Next article. This one came out in Men's Health in mid-December and it's called A Woman Went Viral on TikTok After a Baby Was Discovered Growing Inside Her Liver. And Jade Biggs wrote this article. A woman has gone viral on TikTok after doctors discovered a fetus was growing inside her liver in a highly unusual case of ectopic pregnancy. The now viral clip was initially shared by Dr. Michael Narve, a pediatrician at the Children's Hospital Research Institute of Manitoba in Canada, who said, I thought I had seen it all until a 33-year-old woman comes in with a 14-day history of menstrual bleeding and 49 days since her last menstrual period. Dr. Narve continued, What they find in the liver is this, a baby. She had an ectopic pregnancy in her liver. We see this sometimes in the abdomen, but never in the liver. This is a first for me. The video quickly racked up 5.6 million views with plenty of confused TikTokers taking to the comments section to find out more about the strange scenario. How does a fertilized egg make it to the liver? Asked one TikTok user with another adding, how did this happen? How did it get there? According to the NHS, around one in every 90 pregnancies is ectopic. This is in the UK, but it totals around 11,000 pregnancies a year. An ectopic pregnancy is when a fertilized egg implants itself outside of the womb, usually in one of the fallopian tubes, the NHS explains. The fallopian tubes are the tubes connecting the ovaries to the womb. If an egg gets stuck in them, it won't develop into a baby and your health may be at risk if the pregnancy continues. Unfortunately, it's not possible to save the pregnancy. It usually has to be removed using medicine or an operation. With the video attracting so much attention, another doctor on the social media platform waded in, pointing out a similar case he'd come across. Speaking to his followers, Dr. Karan Raj said, This is one of the scariest CT scans I've ever seen. A 27-year-old woman with a healthy 23-week fetus in the right lobe of her liver. 
Describing the cases of hepatic ectopic pregnancy, Dr. Raj explained these are so rare that there are only a handful of cases documented in literature. As for what can happen if left untreated, the doctor pointed out that the liver is a very highly vascular structure, so any compressive force placed on it could result in massive internal bleeding. Wow, that is pretty scary indeed. Hopefully that young woman got some good health care and is doing okay now. Next article. This one came out in the New York Times. 80,000 honeybees found in the wall of a shower and also 100 pounds of honey. Neil Vigdor wrote this article. A Florida couple recently bade farewell to some uninvited house guests. A colony of as many as 80,000 honeybees that had invaded their shower stall. The colony's size astounded even Alicia Bixler, the professional beekeeper whom the couple, Stephanie and Dan Graham, of St. Petersburg, Florida, had enlisted to help them get out of this sticky situation. There was honey everywhere, in the walls, on the floor, on my shoes, doorknobs, Bixler recounted in an interview Wednesday. I had to pull the wall down to the studs to get the comb out. She estimated there were about 80,000 bees and 100 pounds of honey when she removed the seven-foot-tall hive in early November after prying away the bathroom tiles. The discovery was reported earlier by the Tampa Bay television station Fox 13. Bixler, 38, the owner of Hauser Day Honey, said she had to put down plastic coverings to try to contain the mess. Knowing something was amiss, the Grams contacted Bixler in October. It was not the family's first bee episode at their three-story wood-framed beach house, which sits on stilts. Two to three years ago, Stephanie Graham said on Wednesday her husband ripped open the wall in the same bathroom and removed a giant hive. Since then, they've had work done on their roof, which Graham said left some holes, an entranceway for the bees to return. The couple, their two children, and two Great Danes had learned to coexist with their house guests despite occasional bee stings. We both really love nature and we love bees, Graham said. We're like, well, we'll leave you alone. You leave us alone. They were nice bees. So we were like, sure, go ahead and live in our shower. But the cohabitation had to end when the family decided to renovate the bathroom, said Graham, 41, a high school English teacher who works part-time in real estate. Bixler said she was more accustomed to removing hives from roofs, sheds, or trees. This is my first shower removal, Bixler said. When Bixler arrived at the family's home November 2nd, she said she pulled out her trusty thermal detector gun that measures heat and pointed it at the shower wall. It showed that the temperature was around 96 degrees, which she said is typical for a hive. As soon as I saw they were there, I started breaking away the tile and unveiling this massive seven-foot hive, she said. Most of it was honey. Bixler warned the grams that they might want to make themselves scarce while she removed the bees, a process she said took more than five hours at a cost of $800 that was not covered by insurance. She did come into the bathroom about halfway through and take a peek, Bixler said of Graham. Graham said her family wasn't afraid. I know a lot of people would be freaked out, she said. At first, Bixler, who's been a professional beekeeper for three years, said she wore just a veil to protect herself from the bees. But after several stung her, she donned extra protective gear that included gloves and boots. Sifting through the bees, she eventually discovered the queen bee, whose abdomen was twice the size of regular bees. She put the queen in a protective cage and placed it inside a box with the other bees. That makes all the bees go into the box with her, Bixler said. She wants to be back in her wall. She thinks that's her home. She used a special vacuum to remove some of the stragglers from the hive. Robert Page Jr., Professor Emeritus of Etymology at the University of California at Davis said Wednesday the odors from the previous bee colony probably would have attracted new bees to the shower stall. Waiting to call someone to remove bees from a colony has major drawbacks, said Page, author of The Art of the Bees, Shaping the Environment from Landscapes to Society. 
He said that bees can damage drywall and that honey can ferment, causing odors that can attract ants. We love honeybees, but not when they're in your walls, said the professor, who also has taught at Arizona State University. Bixler saved a lot of the honey, which she said she fed to the bees that she rescued and keeps at her small urban farm in St. Petersburg. The grams held on to some of the honey for themselves. I told them they had an option of just biting into that comb, or you can put it into a colander and just squeeze out the honey, Bixler said. Bixler said she nurses the bees she rescues back to health and relocates them to apiaries. Graham said she had read many historical accounts about people speaking to bees about milestones in their lives, a ritual known as telling the bees. She too had become a bee whisperer, she said, including when her house guests departed. I did tell the bees goodbye, she said, and that they were getting a new house. <laughs> Good stuff. Next article. This one came out in USA Today a few weeks ago, and it's called China's Moon Rover Spots a Mysterious Cube-Shaped Object and the Internet is Intrigued. This article was written by Jordan Mendoza. For the past two years, China's U-2-2 rover has been roaming across the Von Karman crater on the far side of the moon, and on its journey, it spotted a mysterious cube-shaped object. According to Space.com, the China National Space Administration keeps a log of each of the rover's lunar days, which is around 29 Earth days, according to NASA. On its 36th lunar day, the rover spotted a cube-shaped object on the horizon about 260 feet away. Andrew Jones, a Space.com reporter tracking China's space endeavors, said officials called it a mystery house. Here is what the object looks like. So I'll post a picture of this on social media, but photos of the object have gone viral on Twitter and some users have come up with some interesting and funny theories on what it might be. On the other hand, some people were just wondering if this cube-shaped object could mean something dangerous. Though there is no actual answer for what the cube is, it probably isn't something that's going to destroy Earth. Jones said that the most likely explanation is actually a large boulder that appeared after an impact event. But China officials are intrigued by the object, and U-2-2 will be traversing through the region and avoiding craters to get closer to it. It will take the rover two to three lunar days, or up to three months, to approach the object. Still, some are hoping for complete chaos. <laughs> there are definitely some interesting social media reactions on this. Somebody said, please be something cool and weird and scary. But I don't know if we can handle that with all that's going on lately. Next article. This one is called IKEA Manager Describes Fun Sleepover After a Massive Snowstorm Strands 31 People in a Giant Furniture Store. And this article originally came out in The Insider and is written by Leah Shoab. A snowstorm left about 25 workers and 6 customers stranded overnight in an IKEA store in Ongberg, Denmark. After 12 inches of snow rapidly fell, those trapped inside the store had an impromptu sleepover on Wednesday night. It was a once-in-a-lifetime experience, the IKEA store manager Peter Elmbos told Insider. I've been working in IKEA and I've never experienced this before. Elmbos said the group spent the evening watching TV, playing cards, and eating food in the cafeteria before retiring to bed in the showroom displays. He said they brought sofas in from the living room section and watched Christmas movies and a Liverpool-Everton soccer match using a big projector. We had some hot cinnamon buns, hot chocolate, and coffee. There was even some beer, almost said. There's some pictures of these folks, too. I'll try to post them on social media. But almost said that during the evening, three women who worked at the store in the neighborhood came and asked to shelter with them. They heard on the news that we were in this Ikea, and so they walked 700 meters in the snowstorm and knocked on our door, he said. Everybody was actually calm, and we were able to make it nice and cozy, Elmo said. 
Our values are to take care of each other, and so we had a nice time and enjoyed the evening. Around 11 p.m., members of the group chose where they wanted to sleep, having their pick of IKEA's vast showroom of beds and sofas. Everyone found a nice and comfortable bed and could test it and try out our range, he said. Elmrose woke them up for coffee and more cinnamon buns in the morning and gifted each customer with a free pillow as a memento of their memorable experience. In the morning, of course, we changed the bed linens and bedspreads, and it was ready for customers at 10 o'clock, he said. <laughs> that sounds like a fun experience. Okay, and the last article of the year is 30 random facts that never crossed my mind, but now I can't get them out of my head. And this article originally appeared on BuzzFeed. Number one, there's a company that allows you to memorialize the body of a loved one in the form of a reef. Number two, Harry Styles has a condition called polythelia, which caused him to grow four nipples. Number three, the phrase sweating like a pig is technically impossible because pigs physically can't sweat. They do not have sweat glands, that's right. Number four, a blue whale's tongue weighs more than most elephants. Number five, all of Tom Cruise's ex-wives were 33 when they divorced the actor. Eesh. Number six, arsenic wafers were once eaten to improve skin and facial disfigurements like freckles and blackheads until people realized it was slowly killing them. Number seven, sorry Disney, but the first feature-length animated film came out 20 years before Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. It was a 1917 Argentinian silent film called El Apostol. Number eight, German chocolate cake was actually invented in Texas by a person named Mrs. George Clay. Number nine, Nicolas Cage is known as an outlandish spender in Hollywood. Some of his past purchases included a $150,000 pet octopus, haunted houses, and shrunken pygmy heads. Number 10. Raw pistachios have been known to spontaneously combust if stored in large quantities. Number 11. Although illegal and dangerous, it is possible to walk from Russia to Alaska via the Bering Strait when it freezes in the winter. Number 12. Barbie's full name is Barbara Millicent Roberts. Who knew, right? Number 13. Owls don't have eyeballs. Instead, they have elongated tubes held by sclerotic rings. Owls can't move their eyes around, which is why they have to move their entire head to look at different areas. In Japan, editors added a fifth finger to Bob the Builder's hand so viewers wouldn't think he was associated with a feared Japanese mafia called Yakuza. Number 15, Jennifer Lawrence learned how to skin a squirrel for her role in Winter's Bone. Number 16, the first college football game was played November 6, 1869 between Rutgers and Princeton, formerly known as the College of New Jersey. Rutgers won. Number 17, flamingos can only eat when their heads are upside down due mainly to the structure of their beaks. Number 18, before deciding on the name Google, the popular search engine was called Backrub. Yikes, aren't we glad they changed it? Number 19, pound cake got its name because the original recipe for the dessert required one pound of each ingredient. Number 20, before her rise to fame, Madonna worked at Dunkin' Donuts. She was later fired for squirting jelly at a customer. 
Number 21. Walt Disney actually hated the character Goofy. He called him a stupid cartoon. Number 22. Thailand holds an annual monkey buffet festival where residents of Lopuri honor 3,000 monkeys that live near the Pra Prang Sam Yat Temple by providing 4.5 tons of fruit, vegetables, and treats for them to eat. Number 23. Shredded cheese packages typically contain cellulose, also known as wood pulp or sawdust, to prevent them from clumping. Make you think twice about buying that shredded cheese, am I right on that? Number 24, Shakira's school teacher told her she was bad at singing and banned her from choir. Her classmates say that she sounded like a goat. Well, I guess they were wrong. Number 25, Dr. Seuss created green eggs and ham because his publisher bet him he couldn't write a book shorter than the cat in the hat. Number 26, the Yoruba people of Nigeria are known for giving birth to more twins than anywhere else in the world. There are about 50 per 1,000 births there. Paul Newman taught Jake Gyllenhaal how to drive. Number 28, ears of corn typically have an even number of rows. Most have an average of 16. Number 29, Jack Nicholson grew up believing his mom, June, was his sister and that his grandmother, Ethel May, was his mother. Interesting, I think that's how Ted Bundy was too. Yikes. Number 30. Finally, long before New York received its iconic nickname, the Big Apple, it was known as New Orange. Interesting facts for certain. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed this year of entertaining abstracts, and we hope to have many interesting new articles for you guys in the upcoming year. Please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe. This helps our little show pop up in the ratings for people who are looking for similar content like what we provide on the show. And I just want to give a special thank you to everyone who has rated, reviewed, and subscribed already thus far, and really thank people for supporting the content that we have coming out. We hope to have so much more new and interesting stuff for you guys in the upcoming year. Thank you for listening. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and all that good stuff. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for our little show, you can shoot us an email. We're at lightningrodinfo at gmail.com. We will drop that email address, as well as the articles that we used on the show today, into the show notes. Please join us again next time, folks. Have a wonderful and happy, healthy, safe new year with your friends and family. Until next time, bye now.